All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're here recording a little bit later than usual. It's Thursday evening here. Uh, so we're recording Thursday evening for our February 8th episode right now. And uh, we're getting ourselves ready for Super Bowl. Um, lots of uh, loose ends. We're just tying up here, getting ready for the big event on Sunday. We're fired up. We're excited. Lots of prizes, lots of uh, things prepared, lots of, lots to be excited for. So uh, we'll get into the episode. This episode, we're going to be announcing our 306 Fantasy Football Award winners for the 2023 season. And then we'll go into our FanDuel and our Pick'ems for, for the Super Bowl. But before we get started, we'll uh, say hello to the fellas and then uh, we'll, we'll get into the episode. So uh, last week, we didn't have Armand. Uh, this week, we did some finagling. Unfortunately, I had interviews this week, so we had to move some things around to make sure that we had everybody involved here. And we, we got Armand back this week. So Armand. Uh, what's been keeping you busy here the last little bit and uh, I guess getting excited for for the big game this weekend well yeah as uh, the NFL season is wrapping up so it's the basketball season for the junior basketball program here and so um excited for some free time but also a little sad because it's been a heck of a season for for my boys that we've only lost five games all season and um, they've been against good competition when we lost them in good games so um yeah that's been awesome and then my wife has a total for uh what she was able to raise through her cross stitching for the charity this year and i think it was 660 dollars um is what she ended up raising and um, she's going to be presenting you that money on uh sunday at the super bowl there jordan yeah unreal unreal work we talked about this i don't know three four weeks ago when we talked about that she's uh, I might have been longer than that. Jesus, some of these weeks are starting to blend together. But she's talking <laughs> how she came up with the idea. She messaged us and said, "Hey, I'm looking to do this. You know, would this work?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, like, I mean, it, it could be forty bucks. Like, you can make forty dollars, and forty dollars helps us to get towards our goal." But when she texts us in her group, or she's like, "Yeah, you know, it's a number I'm pretty excited about," and but I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the surprise. I'll tell you guys later once you know it's all settled and whatnot. But yeah, six sixty is that is tremendous work, especially when you consider that our our goal this year was $2,500 that uh, that is a substantial amount towards the the direction of obviously hitting our goals. So that's uh yeah, that's awesome work. And Armand, you, uh, I think you owe her uh, a couple of massages or coffee runs or, you know, like <laughs> putting the kids to bed and let her kick her feet up for, for the work she did for, for not only the podcast, but for, for a good cause as well too. Like I know I'm taking up a little bit of time here, but I know Armin too, like this, this is a big event for not only the podcast, but for us too, like for those of you listening at home, um, myself and my wife, we had a long duration stay at the, uh, at the hospital here in Prince Albert and that, and that room that we're donating to helped us along the way. But, but you and your wife had, uh, had a pretty decent stay, uh, earlier this year as well too. Yeah, we were there for probably close to a week as well. And yeah, that room was, um, incredible. It was a great way to get away from the hospital like when you're in that room like it doesn't feel like you're in the hospital anymore and that's just a, a great feeling to have you know like um you're around those beeping machines all the time and kind of like the just the hospital feeling of it all you know and to be able to go into that room and to feel like you're you're not in the hospital that you're just kind of at someone's house is is a really great feeling that kind of lets you lower your stress a bit and kind of be able to focus on your kids a little bit more. Yeah. Get up in the morning and grab a coffee or some cereal or a coffee and, you know, a little dainty or a bagel or something, go back to your room and 
need a break or you need something, you go and watch some TV, read a book, play with the toys. Like it's, it's, it's an escape from your reality. And, and unfortunately when you're there, it's not, it's not for the best of reasons. And it's a high stress situation when, when you're dealing with your kids and you're dealing with illnesses that maybe you're, you're unfamiliar with or unsure of what the, 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 uh, you know, the end result's going to be, but we were talking about it with some, some family friends and it was, it was one of those rooms where you don't need it until you need it. And when you need it, you definitely need it. So like the, yeah. obviously the work that we're doing here, it's, it's small potatoes in a, in a grand scheme of what it takes to operate a room like that. But, but every little bit helps and be able to provide food and, and, and treats and snacks and games and whatever, and just keeping that room operating. Cause lots of families like us in our situation and that, that are in there every single day, we're just there for a small, a small glimpse of what some of these families are in there for. And, and every day the, that, uh, that area is full. So can be well, awesome I, to figure out I remember when I was be. there, there was a, a, a lady in with her, her child and they had to come regular. Like they're in the hospital, like once a month, once every few weeks, just for checkups with their, her kid. And they use that room all the time. They're regulars. Like I couldn't imagine what it'd be like for them having to go in there all the time um without that room yeah it's gonna be exciting to f- see what the grand total is and i i have high expectations we're gonna surpass our goal so it's gonna be very very cool to see what that end number is and and an emotional day obviously going back to the hospital to make the donation like i went there just the other day just to drop off some posters and talk to the lady about you know the event coming up and just walking through that hallway for those unfamiliar it's it's on the peds ward in prince albert and it's at that very end like you have to walk through the whole peds ward to get to this room and you walk through there and there's people screaming, people crying, the sirens, not sirens, but like the, you know, the buzzers and the bells and everything from the rooms are going off. And it's just like, oh my God, I I remember this, like this was yesterday. This is so stressful walking through here. And, and obviously we're removed from that from eight months ago. Like, and there's people that are in there every single day. So it'll be, it'll be an awesome, awesome uh, day to be able to go and donate that and, and give back to our community and give back to something that obviously means so much to to Armin and I and our and our family. So anyways, we'll get into the episode here. We'll talk about a little bit more about the donation stuff next episode. We wrap up the uh, the podcast for the year and, and take a, a bit of a well-deserved break. But we'll get into the quick question. And this is a simple one. Okay, simple one. Who's the Super Bowl MVP? This is a quarterback award. Always has been, seems to always have been, always will be. A couple off times we've seen the running back uh, we've seen Cooper Cup in in recent uh, memory. Uh, we've seen some defensive players, Ray Lewis in was it 2016, right? Um, so you'll, you'll see <laughs> the odd time where it's not a quarterback, but predominantly a quarterback award. So very very interesting to see where we'll go with this one, and we'll uh, we'll start things off with Zach. Zach, uh, quarterback award, or are you pivoting? <laughs> I think the easy money would be on a quarterback whether it's Mahomes uh, for doing not much, but just getting it because he's Mahomes or, or Brock Purdy having the game of his life. He already got one of those. Damian Williams was the MVP. I stand by that. I stand <laughs> well, <yeah>. by that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's exactly it, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm thinking <clears throat> the script as I had it earlier in the season was oh, yeah, here in we the go. bin. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's now time for the new script. <laughs> new Travis <track>. Kelsey. <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. Taylor comes sprinting down the stairs, jumps into his arms, proposes to Taylor. Center field. Doesn't have a ring, of course. Presents her with whatever the trophy is for Super Bowl MVP. 
That's the wedding ring. They no, take come that on. Super Bowl MVP home, he melt plays it that, down. That's the ring. He plays that whole game with an engagement ring in his jock. You heard it here first. <laughs> 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 so I'll just add on to your story there, Zach. But I can see it. Yeah. It's funny because you can bet on it right now whether you think he'll engage, be proposing at the end of the game. Like that's a that's a prop line, like on betting markets. Oh, for man. sure it is. Like of she is, it she is. is eating up into the betting markets, and it's so funny. Like people are freaking out. Oh, Taylor Swift is ruining football. It's like, no, no. It's like you you show famous people during football games all the time, and she has engaged such a huge market of people that would have never ever sniffed a football game in their entire life, like. Say what you yeah. want, but she's doing a lot for the game of football. And it's like, oh, she's, she's ruining football. Well, it's Just, not like she's being obnoxious either. No, no. Like you want to did. ruin football? Brittany Mahomes, okay? Like, it could be <laughs> Brittany Mahomes here. But Taylor Swift, she's being a good ambassador and bringing lots of people on football. Like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't change the fact I'm still watching the game. Like, so they yeah. show her on TV. Like, who cares? It's unbelievable. But, <laughs> but Zach, Travis Kelsey pivoting and not going with the uh, the quarterback award. So, Armand. Are you uh, are you QB award or are you pivoting as well? You know what? The way I see it, if San Fran wins, it's gonna be CMC having a monster game, and CMC's gotta win it. I I, you know what? That's that's my prediction. If San Fran wins, and I I think they will. I'm saying it right now, and uh, I think it's gonna be CMC, CMC all the way, baby. Unless it's somehow CMC only gets like 50 yards on the ground and then like a hundred through the air. That's then that, give it to Brock Purdy. That's what I'm curious. If he, if he gets zero rushing touchdowns, but he gets two receiving touchdowns, but then also Purdy throws another two to like, you know, one to Debo and one to Ayuk, then it's like, okay, four touchdowns through the air. Then it's like, uh, but I don't know. I, I went with you, Armin. I put CMC slash Mahomes because I just could not decide. I couldn't decide at first. Honestly, I can't decide who I'm going to pick to win this game. Like it's it's so up in the air, but uh, I went CMC. I'm going to pick CMC. I'm going to go with the Armin as well. I just think I'm picking San Francisco to win. I'm picking San Francisco and San Francisco wins. CMC is the best player on the field. I think it buys into the narrative too of so many people are saying, you know, Brock Purdy is not the man. Brock Purdy is not the answer. Brock Purdy is not the top end quarterback. He's a game manager. He's support cast to a plethora of offensive weapons. And I think that if they win and CMC has a, a good game, that that narrative is going to seep into the MVP candidates too, right? Like it's very similar to me when, when Stafford and cup, they won the Super Bowl. Stafford had a good game, but, a lot of the work was obviously done by cup. I think Stafford threw for two, two touchdowns, one interception. And those, both those touchdowns were to cup. I think, no, 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 no. Oh, check OBJ that. Scored cup, one, didn't OBJ he? scored one. Yeah. And then cup got one, but cup had like 179 and one or something like that. So, yeah. so I think it could be something like that where, where pretty still has a good game, but CMC is just is buying into the narrative that CMC was the team. He's the offense. He's going to be voted tonight, the offensive player of the year. Um, so <laughs> that's, I, th- I think CMC as well. I, I, it's hard not to say Mahomes. It's hard not, like I said, it's hard not to bet against KC. It's hard not to pick Mahomes, and uh, that's that may be the script, but we'll see on that one. But, anyways, we got the uh, Super Bowl coming up. I've already mentioned the Super Bowl watch party on Sunday at Rock Troy Event Center. Hope to see you there. We got great prizes, uh, Milwaukee drill sets. We got signed helmets, signed jerseys. We've got uh, 306 fantasy football product. We've got 22 fresh product. We have product coming in from Phantom Light Distillery, 
We've got product coming in from Fresh Air Experience. We got product coming in like crazy. So it's going to be an awesome event. We're very excited. It's a catered event. Um, and in the year past, uh, my buddy that hosted it, they made the food themselves. Uh, but this year, it's going to be super awesome because, um, uh, because sorry, the they ended up pulling in a caterer to do the work, do the food, and the caterer is doing like uh appy type food you know super bowl football type foods so that's gonna be uh an awesome experience funky fresh is uh is from prince albert so the food's gonna be fantastic looking forward to this uh this event it's it's one of our big fundraisers of the year but uh san francisco versus kansas city i'm sure it uh, it, it will not disappoint yeah. anyhow we'll get into our 22 or sorry 2023 306 fantasy football awards we talked about the nominations uh, a little bit about this. We'll just recap the award and then the nominees, and then we'll uh, we'll announce who the winner was. And this is all you know out of our hands, much the same as you guys. We all have one vote. We vote. Everybody else on social media, they vote, and it comes from the votes of the people. So this isn't like, a, oh, you like this player best or you hate this player. I mean, no, it's this is the votes of the people. So we'll start things off with the biggest bust, and uh, Armin's going to take care of this one. All right. So the nominees, just for a refresh. For biggest bust of the year for 2023, we're Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, and Patrick Mahomes. And after all the voting is in, it is Austin Eckler is this year's biggest bust of 2023. Give your hands up. Let's give him a round of applause. Way <laughs> to go, Austin Eckler. You let everybody down this season, including myself. The award um, that would, nobody wants to win. Yeah, this one was my vote as well. Um, he was a high round, high first round draft pick that ended up performing at way below standards um, all season long. He was injured for a little bit, but even when he was back from injury, um, his his games were, were minimal. Um, and his biggest game of the season was um, just a fraction of what his biggest game of, of previous seasons has been. Um, so, yeah. Austin Eckler, you're you're the bust of the year. How close was the vote there on that one, Jordan? That one was not close. That and you know what? Tony Pollard made it a bit of a game. Uh, lots of people voted for Tony Pollard. A lot of people are really disappointed with him. But uh, Austin Eckler smashed this one. This was uh, yeah. This was uh, not much of a race. One like what I'll have to say about like Mahomes being in there. He was a bit of a disappointment this year. But I think the whole quarterback position was, and like he was still in with the top tier quarterbacks as far as points go so it it was kind of a wash with that one i think with patrick mahomes but you did kind of have to put his name in there because he was getting drafted first and a lot yeah. of people did hope for better things yeah the next one this one was a little bit tighter uh once again i don't know if you'll be too surprised with the winner but the close the margin was a lot closer than, than the other one but we have the waiver wire stud uh which uh, zach will be taken care of yeah, I'm interested to find out um, how close this uh, this vote was. Um, the nominees were Pukunakua, Kyron Williams, Sam Laporta, and Nico Collins. Uh, all very deserving of being the waiver wire stud. Somebody that in most regular drafts would have went undrafted. And based on your votes, the winner was Kyron Williams. Um, I was looking at his ADP from August and September. He was the running back 40, uh, 125th player overall. 
based on Fantasy Pro's data. And I would venture to guess he was undrafted in most leagues based on that RB40 uh, position. And anytime you can get a top five running back um, off the waiver wire, I think that uh, that was easily the reason why he won this award. Um, lots of value there with Puka, Laporta, and Collins, but having that like top five uh, running back come off the waiver wire was, to me at least, a, a pretty easy vote. Yeah, Kyron, Kyron won by quite a bit. Um, a little bit closer than the last one. I think a couple people messaged and said to like, hey, Lepuka, something like he was drafted in quite a bit of league, especially if you're in a bit of a deeper league or drafted later, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. him him popping off on some of the radars a little bit. So I think that played into it a little bit more. But I, Kyron Williams wasn't drafted and his impact was was massive. So that's, Man, that one, once I again, wasn't much of a surprise. I haven't picked him off the waiver wire in Dynasty. Like that's how far off the radar he was. <laughs> like he's he's a true waiver wire wonder, that guy. Um, this one, biggest week, I'll take care of this one. And this one's an always I always find it interesting because in the years past, the votes lots of times it just goes to the guy who had like the most amount of fantasy points, just because you know, the biggest week, the most points, easy done. But uh the in this week or this season, sorry, HN had the most points in week three, 49.3 points. But it's week three, really, like, lost teams at that point. You could have been 0-3 or 0-2, I guess. You could have been 1-1. You could have been 2-0. There wasn't a huge impact. Like, you would have won that week, but there's still lots of fantasy season left. So the uh, the voting was a little bit different this year. And and we had DJ Moore, uh, the first candidate, in week five, where he put up 45 fantasy points. We had HN previously mentioned in week three, where he put 49.3. Uh, we had CMC. Uh, we talked about that he had a couple weeks where he could have been on here, but his biggest one was in week four for 45.2 points. And we also had Amari Cooper's week 16, where he put up 46 points. And this, this year, the winner went to Amari Cooper, which who was not the number one point getter uh, of the four, but the amount of points that he put up and the impact of the week, um, he put up, like I said, 11 receptions for 265 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, And then he also had a two point convert as well. The kicker went down in that game. So they went for two, uh, putting up for 46 points and in week 16 like that's your semifinal matchup so not only was it a big week like points wise but also was a big week for putting your team over the edge and and uh, last week when we talked about with Zach I, I said like I, I will hate him forever because I single-handedly lost my semifinal matchup in dynasty because of him and that's just how big of an impact it was like I I couldn't tell you if I played against HN in week three. I, I don't remember. I couldn't tell you if I played against CMC in week four, but I can sure as heck tell you that I played against Amari Cooper in week 16. I think that played into the effect for a lot of people voting for this one. Yeah, not uh, to mention he probably wasn't your wide receiver one if you played no, him. No, and like that wasn't a like that was not a smash matchup. Like, yeah, you could have seen that he was gonna have a good matchup against Houston, but it wasn't like, oh, he's gonna blow up and and that's well, that's what happened. So, yeah, well, like I said, won't forget that one. Um, next award here, we have the Playoff Hero Award, and we'll go around the horn back to uh, Armin for this one. All right. So the nominations for this one were Christian McCaffrey, who was RB1, RB2, and RB22 throughout the playoff run. Um, Kyron Williams, who was RB5, 11, and 1 throughout the playoffs. Amandra St. Brown, who is wide receiver 5, 8, and 7 throughout the playoffs and then James Connor who is RB 11 5 and 3 throughout the playoffs. 
Um, this one is also a very interesting one to see how people kind of value it. Is it um, the guy who gives you the championship? Is it the guy who gets you all the way to the chip um, but may not have had the best? Or is it the guy who just like overall puts up the most points throughout the playoffs? Or is it the guy who is the most consistent throughout? And kind of looking at the way it fell here, it kind of looks like the guy who is the most consistent throughout um, um, the other three candidates all had either a one or, or or had a top three finish in their position throughout the playoffs. But then they also had a finish that was outside of the top 10 throughout the three weeks of the playoffs. Whereas Amon or St. Brown, Jordan's favorite receiver, which made me question whether or not this was actually voted on. <laughs> That's, that's why I gave the disclaimer at the start. Yeah. Um, but he was consistent. He He only had... He didn't have any top three finishes, but five, eight, and seven. He was super consistent throughout the playoffs. Was a wide receiver one every playoff matchup. And I still think he put up pretty decent points, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So it, it does make sense that Amonra is a playoff hero for for most uh managers out there who who had him because you could just plug and play him and you could depend on him. And he didn't um nerf any of your your weeks, but he uh he definitely made sure that you uh, were in a good position every single week to come out victorious. Okay, it was so wild to think he finished as the wide receiver three on the season. I didn't even realize I, I know he had a good year, but in that fifteen, it was, week fifteen, it was twenty, and then twenty-two and nineteen, so he had a great week. But but to help the argument here, Armin, I didn't vote for Amonra. I've <laughs> I actually I'm gonna go back to the docket here. I actually voted for James Conner. RB11, five and three, just because I had him in, a, in another league and RB11 obviously helped me get through the quarterfinal and then then smashed in the, the semifinal and, and the final. So I actually voted for James Conner. He wasn't the winner, but I mean, I'm pretty happy with Amonra winning this one too. So <laughs> I'll take that for what it's worth. Um, Zach has the next one. That, by the way, that vote was like very spread out. Like the votes were kind of all over the place for all four. We talked about that there. That, that was probably likely going to happen, but. But uh, a fun vote nonetheless. Uh, Zach got the next one, the draft day sleeper. Uh, this one uh, we talked about too, that there's you know some big names in here. So Zach will take care of that one. Yeah, the draft day sleeper, somebody that uh, underappreciated on draft day, but uh, after the draft, you're, you're awfully happy to have, have them uh, come the end of the season. Uh, the nominees here were James Cook, who was drafted as RB29, Mike Evans, wide receiver 33, uh, Rashad White, RB27, and Raheem Mostert, RB37. And, and uh, for me at least, I thought this one was pretty, pretty obvious. Uh, the winner, deservedly so, was Raheem Mostert. He was good for RB2 on the season. Uh, drafted as the 37th running back, finished as the number two Uh outstanding value there uh just looked at the the half point ppr points on the season for skill players he was the fifth best player uh for overall points uh excluding quarterbacks of course so huge huge value there how uh how are those votes yeah that rohi moser smashed but like i was looking at it too like if you take moser moser of the mix here that's an even race. Like, really, who are you going to vote for? James Cook, Mike Evans, Rashad White? I personally would lean Mike Evans. I think he was a screaming value. But 
but Raheem ran away with this one. Like Raheem, this is a no brainer. Finishes the RB two, and he was the lowest on the draft list out of the four here. So this is a no brainer. But if you take him out of there, that's a that's a tough one. Like that's a that's an interesting list. So um, I think there's some guys that were very very deserving, but this this was a no brainer on that one. Uh, our last award here, the fantasy MVP. I'll take care of this one and. Uh, like a little disclaimer, a couple people were upset that Tyree Kill was not in here. I'm trying to, I think he finished as the wide receiver two. Um, and in points per game, he was behind CD. So, I mean, obviously, I think CD would have been more deserving than Tyreek, but there's some people that were a little bit upset that, uh, that Tyreek was not in the top four for this running. But our fantasy MVP, uh, all things considered going into this, you know, the draft capital uh, as well as the finish and like how valuable were they to your team, et cetera, et cetera. Had Kyron Williams, who finished as the RB4 and averaged 19.8 points per game. We have Christian McCaffrey, who finished as the RB1 and averaged 22.2 points per game. Raheem Mostert, who was the RB2 and averaged 16.6 points per game. And then CeeDee Lamb, the wide receiver one, who averaged 19.0 points per game. Excuse me. And this one was very close. Very close, spread across the board. Uh, But at the end of the day... There was one guy that reigned supreme. I think he was on Sleeper, put out a stat. It was like 42% or something like that, or 36%. I'm trying to remember the number of championship teams. And that's Christian McCaffrey. He got you there. He had a bit of a tough uh, week 17, but uh, week week 15, 16, he was number one, two. And for a lot of the season, he was the RB one, two throughout the week. So Christian McCaffrey ended up winning this one. It was a closer race than I anticipated, but CMC uh, is your 2023 fantasy MVP. Uh, so thank you everybody at home who uh, voted for that. And obviously if you didn't vote to you, we wouldn't be able to do that segment where we just be picking our favorite players and, and, uh, and that would be that, but we'll get into the playoff pickums and then we have our DFS and that'll uh, wrap up our episode here. So one game left to pick. We have uh, myself at eight and four, Armin eight and four and Zach at seven and five. And uh, we're going to be uh, picking who is going to be the Super Bowl champion. Uh, so we'll start things off here. With Armand, uh, Armand, you're sitting at eight and four. Uh, with KC, the three seed, taking on San Francisco, the one seed. And uh, who are you gonna uh, be picking with this one? Um, I'm going with San Francisco. Um, I just it was hard to to bet against them being just like a little bit more polished than than KC has been the last little bit. They may not have Mahomes who can take over a game by himself. But they do have CMC, who is capable of doing that as much as a running back can in this day and age. And then uh, a very solid defense that uh, I'm I'm expecting they're going to have a, a good game plan and, and be ready to go. They're going to be hungry for it. And Casey's coming off uh, a lot of long playoff runs and may not be necessarily as hungry as San Fran has been the last little bit here. Zach, are you uh, jumping on that one, or do you got uh, different plans? Well, when I filled in the docket a few days ago, I had the Niners as my pick. But then, as you guys were talking about, uh, uh, you know, pre pre show stuff, we were going over stuff. I I looked and I saw, I'm only I'm behind you guys by one game. I I gotta do what I can here to to make it to make it competitive. Because even if the Niners win. I'm still a game behind you guys, so I'm going to go for the tie here. Taking Kansas City, uh, I don't know. Travis Kelsey wins the MVP. Only way he wins that MVP is if they win. 
he's getting that trophy. Him and Taylor are going to have the craziest proposal ever. It's going to be shock and wedding. It's going to be thirteens everywhere. <laughs> Unreal. Ah, uh, yeah. I already said the top episode. I'm going San Francisco. I have, I'm having a hard time with this one. I think like this is as close to a coin flip game as you can get. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm like, who do I want to cheer for? Who do I want to cheer for? And as much as it breaks my heart, they beat the Lions. I'm going to cheer for San Francisco because it's easier to say, ah, we lost the team that won. And we are, I already know we're better in case you beat them already. So can't let them have satisfaction. Start the year with the loss, end the year with the loss, KC. So suck on that one. Let's go San Francisco, CMC, big game. Uh, let's rock and roll with that. So uh, going into our DFS, final DFS. I think this is all but over, but the crying. It's just a matter of, which one of the losers between me and Armin are going to be buying uh, Zach a plate of nachos or something here at the Super Bowl party or whatever we decided the punishment was going to be? I can't remember, but uh, Zach sent with six points. He's got three big W's. Uh, I have one second place finish. Armin has two second place finishes. So we got six, two to one. Uh, and like I said, this DFS is a little bit different. The way this one operates, it's five spots. You have one spot as the MVP but their points count as one and a half of their points. So it's a, it's a bigger position. And then the rest of the four are a flex. You can go defenses, you can go kickers, you can go literally anything. Uh, so a little bit of a different setup for this one. So I think just the easiest way to do this, we might as well, we'll go through, we'll name our MVPs and then we'll just go through our team shortly after that, just because I think there's gonna be some carryover. Instead of kind of going back and forth, back and forth, we'll all MVPs, talk about our teams, um, and then we can kind of uh, go from there, I suppose. So uh, uh, I guess, Zach, you're in first place. Zach, you're in place, first place by a lot. This is locked up. You might as well lead us out here and uh, and tell us uh, who you got for your MVP. So I think the, the easy, easy money uh, for the MVP would have been CMC. I think we can all agree that if anybody's going to have a – a bizarro stat line. It's going to be, it's going to be him. But uh, that price tag was, was too much. I, I couldn't get the players that I wanted. So I had to take him off the list. And I've said it twice now. The MVP of my team, the MVP <laughs> of the Super Bowl, Travis freaking Kelsey, 13,000 points, <laughs> 13, 13,000. Cheap as borscht. <laughs> uh <laughs> Armin, who's your MVP? All right. Uh I went with him for my MVP. I talked about San Fran winning and who's gonna have bizarro stats, as Zach put it so eloquently. CMC is my MVP, seventeen thousand five hundred. And Third. yeah, it cost me a lot, which means I had to do a bit of adjustment. Couldn't quite get the guys I wanted on my roster because of it. But I'm pretty happy with how it uh, unfolded afterwards still anyways. Yeah, I got CMC too, but the rest of my team is very bad. <laughs> it's really, really <laughs> bad. I have a thousand left over in, in fab, but like I just I I okay, I thought it was being sneaky. I was gonna put Mahomes as my my MVP because like quarterback stats they you you want the whoever has gonna be the biggest points to be able to be your MVP. But uh I, I want CMC trying to think I was being sneaky, but I guess guess not. So uh, we'll go back to Zach. Okay. Zach, go through your team, hammer it through, and then we'll we'll just we'll discuss things after. So, uh, you got Kelsey as your MVP. Who did you take as your four flexes? This is your last chance that you guys you guys could you could put your Butker 
or you could put your Jennings as your MVP. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, object if you guys <laughs> wanted to make that change right now. The rest of my team is so bad because I went CMC, but <laughs> yeah. here we are. We're living the dream. So uh, my approach to this, uh, this build was like, I'm not looking for any knockout punches. I'm not looking for any home runs, but I'm looking for like doubles. I'm looking for triples here. Um, and I went with, uh, so Kelsey as the MVP, who I think that's a pretty safe bet. And then I just went with like the next safest bets in my opinion. So I went with Pacheco. I can see him having a pretty big game. Um, granted that Niners defense is stout, but I think Pacheco has sneakily become a pretty big piece of that Casey offense. Uh, he was 12,500. Uh, next I went with Debo Samuel, uh, 11,500, uh, Rishi Rice, 11,000 and Brandon Ayuk, 10,500. Uh, those are all, those are obviously all receivers, uh, two for the Niners and one for the Chiefs. Uh, I have both, uh, both teams supposed number one receiver and, uh, between Debo and Ayuk, that's 1A, 1B. So uh, very happy with how that team looks. Obviously would have liked to have had CMC, but I think uh, the value there for those guys was was pretty exceptional. Armin, you're in second place, so you might as well go through yours and then I'll bring up the rear. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I kind of continued on with uh, trying to take some big swings here, so... Um, I went Mahomes with fifteen thousand. Um, and then Ayuk for ten thousand five hundred. I figured might as well after uh getting the best uh San Fran offensive weapon. I think Ayuk has kind of quietly become the the next best option on offense for the Forty ers As good as Debo is, um, Ayuk has kind of got that more big playability in the passing game and teams don't quite key in on him as much and he doesn't get worn down as throughout as much the game because he's not getting those uh high impact touches that Debo gets. Um then I went with MVS as a cheap option at $7500, but he he quietly had some some decent games in the playoffs here and maybe um the uh Super Bowl will finally be his time to shine and then to round it all off I took a kicker and I went with Harrison Butker at $9,500 as just like kind of a insurance piece. They're going to kick a few field goals. He's going to get a few points. He's not going to put me up 20 or anything, but at least uh, I get a little bit of home cooking. I hope he kicks zero field goals and misses his PATs <laughs> just for taking a kicker. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Continue. Oh, that was it. That's oh, all. That was it. That's <laughs> oh man. Sorry. I got to bust you for taking a kicker just because nobody else did, but predominantly because I couldn't afford a kicker. That's how bad my team is. <laughs> so Armin goes, yeah, I got the MVS at a discount at 7,500. I have two players that are actually cheaper than MVS. That's how, uh, that's how bad my, my roster construction here is. But uh, so I, I went CMC at uh, MVP, but I was, you know, like I said, I was flip-flopping, between him and Mahomes, but I knew I wanted to have both in the lineup. So I got CMC at 1750 uh, as my or 17, sorry, 17,500 as my MVP. 
Then I got 15,000 Mahomes in my flex. That was a no-brainer. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to sprinkle around some of the um, possible receiving options for KC. Uh, I'm with Zach. I think Kelsey's got a huge game. Kelsey is going to be the primary receiver. So I was, you know what? I'm going to stack the primary and then take a, a random shot at, you know, a guy that could randomly get a touchdown or, or a deep pass. So that, that was the idea of my roster construction. So I got Kelsey at 13,000 as well. So three really big ticket items. So then that meant I had to dumpster dive for my other two. So I ended up going with Jennings for 7,000, who I thought, you know, was a bit of a sneaky one for San Francisco. There's a good chance he puts up zero points for zero receptions. And that is very likely, but at, <laughs> at 6,500, or sorry, sorry, at 7,000, sorry. It's a shot in the dark. It's a hope for the best. Debo is nicked up. So who knows? Maybe he, you know, gets, goes down to an early injury as he did uh, in the uh, wild card, not wild card weekend, sorry, the, uh, the divisional round. That is in the cards. Maybe they have some trick plays for Jennings. Maybe he's a deep threat with an Ayuk underneath. There, there's lots of creativity that can happen. So 7,000 worse things can happen. And then even cheaper than that, I went Justin Watson at 6,500. There's random moments where Justin Watson gets big plays in the red zone. He's a, a red zone threat for some weird, spontaneous, random reason. So it was one of those ones where I didn't have money options. And uh, and a guy that's gets targeted in the red zone, who knows, maybe he gets that random catch from Mahomes. I double dip on the Mahomes touchdown and, and a Watson touchdown. So after looking at all the roster constructions, mine and Armin's look pretty similar. And I'm obviously genuinely concerned about Zach's as I should be as he's won three weeks in a row. But but uh, we're swinging for the fences here. I'm in last place. So I got to make things happen. I got to get first place. That's the only way I can uh, surpass Armin. So make some things happen. But um we're going to wrap this one up here. Just uh, going to prelude a couple things. Next week, we have our wrap-up episode of the Super Bowl, of everything, our thank yous, and then we take a, a well-deserved hiatus from the podcast for a bit to recharge the, the batteries, and then we wait for free agency and everything to kick back up and get ready for the draft, et cetera, and then we get back in the going things. But we have one big day left. we got Sunday. we got the podcast uh, charity event here. Um, we got Super Bowl prop bets. Those are out there. If you want the link, let us know. We'll fire you the link. 25 bucks to charity, win some signed memorabilia, 22 fresh stuff, and 306 care package. We also have super squares. I haven't advertised this one yet. The board's coming out right away here. Uh, so if you want to get on the super squares board, let us know. Uh, we'll be able to sell you a square and a, a chance to win some money and a chance to win some products for, for charity. So um, I guess without any without any further ado, I guess that'll wrap us up here for episode number 116 of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, regardless of if you're coming to the Super Bowl Watch Party event with us and, and you're going to have a great time. And, and if you're not, you're watching at home or watching family and friends. I hope you enjoy the game. I hope you have fun as this is going to be our last football game for a very, very long time, unfortunately. So uh, regardless, thank you very much for listening to the episode, everybody. Take care. And it's not too late to donate to charity. Find out uh, on ways to be able to do that on, on social media. So take care, everybody, and let's talk soon.